Hello everybody, welcome back to Sexplore with Papushka with me. Papushka baby, the guru himself, the sex guru is in the house and we're going to talk about some very, very sensitive issues. And in the house today, we have very special guests who have been here before. Remember the people from Guys Talk? Yes, yes, the lovely, the dazzling, the noisy, the charming, the charismatic Kadiam and Andrew. Gentlemen, welcome to my podcast again. Yes, yes. Please introduce yourself for us. Hey guys, I'm Kadiam from Eldoret. Uh, I'm a queer person. Yes. I identify as queer. Mm-hmm. I'm an activist. Mm-hmm. You know, I work with Key Initiative. Um, it's a community-based organization that deals with homosexuals, <laughs> transgender. <laughs> Lesbians, you know, in Eldoret. I'm a proud gay man, and today I'm here to break the silence, talk about queerness mm-hmm. and everything that is there to be discussed, mm-hmm. and put it into light. Like, hey, we're here, and you're existing, <laughs> and this is what has been happening. Okay, and yes. we want this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Andrew, are you there? Hi, Andrew. Please. Hey, 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 hey. So. Also, okay, I'm Andrew Odiek Boragodi. <laughs> yes, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm from Nyandoro County, <laughs> currently situated in Eldoret, uh, working with the initiative as a peer educator. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a gay man, proudly gay man, mm-hmm. single, not yet engaged, <laughs> yeah. uh, searching... <laughs> Searching, but my list of searching is so big. So <laughs> <laughs> my list, my list of wants, it's so enormous. And so, yes, I'm so privileged to be in this podcast and uh, to discuss this mm. intense, intense life of us of lgbt okay, thank you very much people. now uh for those of you who don't remember kadiam kadiam was here during guys talk kadiam welcome back to the podcast you're not new to to the podcast welcome back i'm so privileged yes. like you having me back you know honestly i'm so happy to be here because you know i saw your post in the morning and i was not sure if uh, i would make it then when you texted me i was like yeah yeah, yeah i can make it at nine you know I was doing some things, but I'm free right now. So Great. So let's start from this. the definitions. People hear this word queer, queer, queer. What, what is queer? What does queer mean? According to me, queer yes. is any person who is free-spirited, as in someone who is free. Mostly rainbow people identify yeah. as queer because um, it mostly encompasses all the aspect of yes. LGBTQ, like the, the homosexuals, bisexuals, lesbian, um, transgender, mm-hmm. intersex, sapiosexuals. You can name them. I think queer is no, an umbrella word for that. Somewhere within the sexual, sexuality spectrum that is not heterosexual, right? the sexuality spectrum that is not heterosexuality yeah okay thank you so now we are going to kick it right off and most of people you know most people and most people homophobic especially in kenya because of a lot of misconceptions 
a lot of things they don't understand. The first misconception is that, oh, this thing is being brought to us by Wazungu. This is a Western influence. This is something that does not exist in Africa. This is something people copy from the TV. What are your thoughts on this? What makes someone queer? Uh, uh, okay. Let me answer this question by saying, <clears throat> uh, yes. you don't, uh, being queer is not uh, a culture. They call it a culture that has been brought to us by the Western world. It's, yes. it's, it's just the, the feelings you have towards, towards uh, the person of the same sex. Mm-hmm. Which you find it to be more peaceful to you than having uh, someone like having a girlfriend. Maybe if you're a if you're a guy, having a girlfriend. If you're a guy, you're having a a boyfriend. It's yes. finding it's finding peace. It's finding love in in your same sex, in your same sex, and uh, it's the idea of the ideologies of it has been brought to us by the by the Wazungus, as they call. It's so, yes. it's so cliche, by the way. <laughs> it's something of the past, considering in Zimbabwe, they had yes. that culture where uh, men who, are, who went to herd their ketos would be found uh, having some sexual attraction towards each other, like man to man. And then, now, it's something that is so... Uh, according to the Zimbabweans, it was so hidden and it yeah. used to happen. So we cannot pull it by saying it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a culture that has been brought to us by the Western people. No, these are feelings and feelings are brought to us by our brains and by feelings we make choices of whom we want to, to, to be involved with. So if my feelings drive me to make a choice of having a man as my boyfriend, yeah. Being it being being an Western, it's so archaic, and uh, we should stop saying that it's something that is brought to us. It's there, it's happening. We are born with it. Some of us started recognizing ourselves as early as we felt. Okay, I'm not like other dudes. I'm not. I'm not so attracted to ladies, but I find peace and uh, love to my fellow men. So, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Kadiam, what do you say about all this? Uh, the assumption that this was brought to us. Uh, first, I'll just start with the last point he mentioned. Uh, I, can trust my, yes. I can trust my queerness uh, back when I was a kid, you know? So you telling yeah. me or anyone else telling me that, you know, this thing is uh, Western or it was brought here by Western people and all that... During that time when I was a kid, yes. I was not exposed to yes. the uh, television uh, articles or internet or wherever people can learn the things. What you know how people say it? Like you know, you learned it from the internet. You learned it from people. I can't say that I learned it from anyone. And at the age of ten, I knew who I am. I knew I'm attracted to men and I knew I love men. Yeah. So it's so wrong for someone to tell me and try to tell me that, you know, what you're trying to do 
who you're trying to love, it's because you learned it from someone or from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Again, all the rules that we have, all the laws, um, they are brought to us by the colonialists, right? We, yes. we didn't have our own law at that time. So the laws that we have right now are just edited laws that the colonialists brought to us. So I feel that homophobia is what was brought to us, but not uh, homosexuality. No, this is what people don't understand, is sexuality, first of all, is a spectrum. It is not like fixed on stone. People really get fluid with their sexualities and sometimes experiment, sometimes just find themselves liking the same sex, even after having multiple girlfriends. And more often than not, people associate it with behavior, but it's more internal, it's more mental, it's more emotional, it's more internal than external. External yeah, yeah. is just an expression of who you actually are. The most masculine people being gay, but people don't understand. Somebody plays football, somebody's a wrestler, somebody's very good at sports, mm -hmm. but people find it hard to believe that they're gay. And also just to highlight what Andrew said, these are things that existed even in our culture way before. If you do your research, you'd find just as Andrew said, the Zimbabweans, African communities during hunting, men, you know, froth and you know decrab each other and mm -hmm. all these things it, it was just not labeled and then uh to add on top according uh, to the pre-colonial periods since we are the the generation that is bringing out uh about uh lgbtqi people is that by those times there there are no channels of expressions you know you couldn't express yourself yeah. that you're attracted to some to someone of the same sex yeah. So uh, uh, we are in the era of now we we are coming out. We, we are channeling ourselves to the channels that were blocked to us. So we are here and we are saying and we are putting it in uh, broadly that yes, we are here and we exist. So I think what you're bringing out is that it, it, in as much as it existed before, it didn't have a voice. It didn't have yes. a label. It didn't have a voice. So the moment it got a voice is when homophobia got imported as well. Exactly. Thought, you know, this is wrong. According Ex to this and this, this is wrong. It's not natural. It's not this and this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Now, now that brings me to the question of homosexuality and religion and spirituality. Mm -hmm. And what most people don't understand is the struggle of being a religious homosexual or being a religious bisexual or being a religious by curious or basically being a religious queer person does sure. any of you have an experience of how you support that with religion yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> i have an experience with um, queerness and religion i was brought up by a religious family you know like my mom is so religious yes. and at least kanisa. so you know uh the aspect of not disappointing her you know at the age of 10, as I mentioned earlier, I knew who I, I would love. I knew what I'm feeling. So, And uh, the Bible and the church teaches me different things. Like, you know, you're supposed to love a, a woman if you're a man. And a woman, you're supposed yeah. to love a man. Nothing different, nothing different, or you can't add or minus anything about that. Mine was different, like, you know, I'm feeling different. I'm loving a man, and the Bible is telling me different. I'm attracted to men, 
and this is what the Bible is telling me. I have um, I have male genitalia, but you know, sometimes I feel I want to act like a woman. Uh, I want to dress like a woman. So what should I do? Yeah. There, there was that conflict. I thought it's something, it's some confusion, you know, the way um, some, 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 uh, some knowledge trying to be put inside my head. Like, you know, it's like, let me just use put because you know you have to do this you have to do this to be religious you have to do this since i was young to let's say 18 i knew homosexuality and being queer is wrong and is a sin until Mm -hmm. i was exposed so they say information is power truly information is power because i've learned a lot since I joined campus, that is from maybe 19, I really learned a lot because, you know, I've associated with people who are attracted. They have the same attractions like me. Uh, I've interacted with internet, you know, internet have a lot of information and all that. I've attended forums that talks about issues of homosexuality and all that. Mm -hmm. Yes. That time is when I made peace with myself. You know, I am queer. And yeah. as much as I'm told is a sin, according to me, it's not a sin because I could pray and my prayers were answered. I still yeah. believe in God and I still yeah. pray. Uh, and at, uh, oh, once in a while I could go to church. <laughs> you know, um, I'll say I left going to church because most of the practices and uh, preaching sometimes they don't sit well with me, the hypocrisy and all that. So I felt like, you know, as a homosexual for me, for the, for the peace of my mind, I should just be praying at my place. And uh, prayer sh- should not be associated with church. That's, yeah. what, that's according to me. Because um, when I go to church, there's this, re- oh, you should not do this, a man should do this. There's a lot of rebuking and toxic masculinity and promotion of hypocrisy. Any, there's a lot of things happening in the church that people don't want to talk about. All they see is homosexuality. Yes. You know, when it comes to homosexuality is when they draw the line and say, you know, this is the end of it. You've gone too far. But when you rape someone, it's okay. They'll pray and it's fine. When you do something else, it's okay. Prayer will work. But when you identify as homosexuality is when they're saying, you know, this is too far. You've gone too far. You can't reach here. That's when I made peace with myself. You know, I don't, I don't have to go to yeah. church for spiritual nourishment. I can listen to gospel mm-hmm. music. I can pray in my house and feel like I'm connected with God. The fact that I am a homosexual, that God made me in his image and likeness, because I do believe at no point someone converted me to be a homosexual. So this is who I am. This is how I was created. So I know God knows me. And in which in whichever way I present myself, I do believe God. And uh, it's all about everyone is a sinner. So repenting and all that, but there's no point in my life since I made peace with myself. I've ever gone before God and say like, you know, God, I'm a sinner, I'm a homosexual and all that. That's Mm -hmm. things that I left when I was young. But right Mm -hmm. now I know this is me. What I should be praying for is life. 
uh, protection and all that. But for the homosexual part, I do believe I was made and created in God's image and likeness. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, do you have anything to add, Andrew? Yes, yes, yes. A lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. uh, I can I can relate to what Kadem is saying. Yeah. And I can say that uh, first and foremost, I'd say some people have been uh, have been forced to make uh, uh, I, let me say wrong chases of their life. Yes. Because they were they were homosexuals and closeted, so the the only option they thought of maybe one could be if if some are Catholics, one would go for. I say me, I'm an Atakwa priest. I'm a brother. Yes, yes. So that uh, to hide yourself, that to hide yourself in the church co- context, where you'll not uh, ex- express your sexual your sexual life. Yes. And this has it. It has fostered my life since most of people were, who have observed me so well have seen me. I'm not that close to girls. Is in I'm not in that intimate relationship with girls. And yeah. so some of them are, used to tell me, Andrew, you could make a, a good priest. You could make a good priest, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you are so religious. As in, in my queer life, mm-hmm. if there's someone, there are times where I could be just bored in the house. I'm thinking, where am I queer and everything? Go to church to seek uh, answers. I go to church, pray, maybe these, uh, these are cast that was <laughs> put on me and I pray to God so that it can be taken away from me and everything. So my life, church has been uh, so close to me. And so what I want to say is that being queer, uh, being queer is not, as I said earlier, it's not, uh, it's not uh, the thing of you just... Oh, your adoption, like you adopted a culture. No, it's a feeling and uh, it's from the feeling that you make the choice. So I made this choice and I made peace with myself that, yes, this is you. Live your life as you and stop uh, stop rebuking yourself as one of few people that exist. You're there and you're here to exist and there's a, a very big life ahead of you. So uh, for any queer person who I'm sure many of them find uh, a peace in church and everything, it's the yeah. best choice. Yes, find peace in church. But again, find peace in yourself and accept who you are. Express yourself because there are priests out there, priests out there who took an oath of uh, being priests and uh, abiding to the church uh, church rules and everything, but their sexual life is haunting them. They are doing things. So it's it's not okay. It's not just be yourself. As in express yourself for who you are. It's not wrong being queer. It's the best choice ever for who for anyone who's queer. It's the best choice ever. Be free, express yourself because okay, if you're still in the closet and no, this is not me. Okay, she could feature now. Could So just be. And then, as Kadiam said, information is power. Seek information. There's a lot of information to empower you out there. And this information is key 
to being who you are and expressing yourself. Thank you. And and I like what both of you are bringing. Um, first of all, I personally feel there is a lot of misrepresentation of God and religion in some of the churches. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. I even sit in church and I hear someone preaching and I'm like, which spirit told you that? That the spirit told me. And, and I'm in the uh-huh. <laughs> Exactly. This is the same Bible that preaches love. This is the same Bible that preaches, mm-hmm. you know, acceptance. This is the same Bible that preaches do not judge. That is not your job. It is mine to judge. This is the same Bible that tells us even the angels themselves, we shall judge them. But somebody up there mm-hmm. and you're wondering in his spirit, gun in a congregation a lead. And it also happens Again. where people <laughs> selectively choose verses from the Bible to selectively misrepresent the idea of God without necessarily processing what they're trying to say or what they're trying to communicate. Because mm-hmm. where, where is love when you're preaching people should be burnt? Where is love when you're preaching that people exactly. should be themselves in the street? Where is love when you're preaching mm-hmm. that Western culture is influencing our people? We are turning blind mm-hmm. eyes to think that to things that exist in the society and things that are here by playing a blame game. And this also comes to yeah. a point that Andy raised coming out in church. And it brings the aspect of individualization of religion. People are religious mm-hmm. because of the masses. I'm religious because I go to church yes. or my friends. And people don't find the time to connect individually with God and understand mm-hmm. God for who he is and what mm-hmm. he wants and his love, his acceptance. Everything. Because we get misrepresented a lot by ministers who are not in the spirit, by pastors who are not in the spirit, because they selectively pick what sin is. Mm-hmm. And they commit other forms of sin. Very. When it comes to homosexuality. That is the greatest sin. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll tell you something in church and I'm like, uh, okay, I want to stand up and tell them that yes. you remember the look gospel there this time when Jesus uh, was was being washed the feet by the prostitute lady using the yes. expensive perfume from Jesus, and then the Pharisees want told told Jesus, what can Jesus and, and you're involving yourself with with a prostitute, and then yes. There is this part where Jesus told them, "If you are not a sinner, throw a stone to 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 this sinner." Is in so like Jesus wanted to to show to pass this message that everyone is a sinner and everyone has their own struggles. If you think you are not a sinner, okay, hit someone or go ajaribu to pass the message. If you are not a sinner, throw a stone and kill this lady. But they, none of them threw a stone because they knew themselves. As sinners, and so everyone is struggling with their own struggles. And I would say, yes, to uh, yes. being queer, we have our own struggles, and these are struggles that we are we we keep on fighting every each and every other day. So it's not a matter of choosing choosing my own, my own struggle to be the worst struggle. And you know, talk about the struggle now, you are okay, you are null and void, and you're supposed to, you're supposed to die. It's not appropriate. It's I forbid it with the was the biggest words ever that mm. it's we are here. Is in from your lips to God's life. ears, Andrew. It's from life. your lips to God's ears, and and that brings me to the question: How religion also uh, how religion and churches treat coming out? Uh, it's not once or twice that I've heard of my friends who came out to their pastors being extorted out of church or being sent out of church. 
And that brings the question of this is the church that is supposed to help you fight this sin, quote unquote. Is the same church expelling you and is the same church that wants nothing to do with you and you come out to them? Had mm-hmm. you come out as a liar, had you come out as a, a fornicator, had you come out as a sex addict, had you come out as somebody who has had sex before marriage, the treatment would be different. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know who lied to Africans that sexual sin is 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 like the greatest sin on earth, is like the bigger sin. Because mm-hmm. it's also a mis- misconception. People commit other forms of sexual sin. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to homosexuality, that is like, a straight ticket to hell. That is like you're the devil's advocate. You're just working for Lucifer yourself. True. Uh, I, I do believe like um, Africans, we are so selective on what we, we try to choose and believe in. Like, for example, uh, why do people choose to believe that homosexuality is the greatest sin? As you've mentioned earlier, um, when you just try to come out in church, they'll expel you. That's so true. But uh, when someone, uh, maybe a murderer or someone who've committed other sins, they'll pray for those those people. They'll invite them back to church. But when you are a homosexual, things are different. And I so hate these uh, quotes uh, that they choose to use, like, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve. Me, I hate that nonsense. Uh, why don't they, you know, I, I, I mostly like to use the New Testament because uh, this is where Jesus came. And with the New Testament, it's yes. inclusive. Like, you know, Jesus is trying to include everyone in the society, like the prostitutes, yeah. everyone, you know. Like, if you are a sinner, you are, you're welcome to the church. And like the Old Testament, if you sin, you're chased away from the church. That's so old. Like, you know, yeah. when someone sins, the best thing as a Christian to do is bring them to church. When you sin, they bring you closer to God. The Bible says when you sin, you get far away from God. Uh, what are you supposed to do after doing that? you try to bring yourself closer to God. But these men of God, yeah. uh, when they've heard of us as sinners, in quotes, like, you know, homosexual as sinners, in quotes, uh, what they try to do, they chase us away. So where, where, will I, where, where will I get spiritual nourishment after you've chased me from the church? Yes, please continue. Uh, so I, I do believe that, you know, uh, they should embrace this aspect of bringing sinners close to God as they believe that any homosexual is a sinner. So we should be invited to church. That's the first thing they should do. They should listen to us. Like, you know, why do you, why, why do, you do this and you know this, Nini? I, you know, that's a, uh, that's a debate that <laughs> not any queer person is ready to have with the pastor or anyone with uh, the clergy or anything in church. But this yeah. is a conversation that we need to have so that, you know, we can coexist in the society. We should come as queer, talk with the people in church, like, you know, we are here. This is not a choice we made, like, you know, I've decided to, to be homosexual. Tomorrow I can change, i be a heterosexual. It's not something that we can just switch and switch off and switch on. This is something we are born. This is something within. You know, if it were a choice, most of us would not have chosen to be homosexual. I do believe that considering the stigma and discrimination and all that stresses we undergo as homosexual, I do believe if we are given options, no one will, will decide like, you know, with the conditions, with the conditions that we have in Kenya right now, 
if you're given the choice to choose what to be, I don't think like uh, maybe 50% of homosexual will decide to be homosexual anymore. They'll choose otherwise. What I'm trying to bring out here is that as the society, we should coexist in church. Church is where we should be finding peace, you know, if I'm not peaceful with yes. my sexuality, I should go find peace in the church. But I'm not peaceful with my sexuality, but you are chasing me away uh, in a place where I should be finding peace. You know, it's not making sense. Yes, exactly. And and you see, even the approach will help you find the light. Because mm-hmm. again, if you're chasing me away, what are you preaching? Like, what are you preaching, honestly speaking? Yes, true. And you see, another thing is that this is a conversation that should not even be had. The fact is not even that homosexuality is a sin. Homosexuality is not a conversation in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and this is evident even from and the government. It is not a conversation to be had. And the mm-hmm. fact that we're not having this conversation does not mean it's not here. So that was just the part one of the conversation with um, Cadiam and Andrew. And if you want to get to know more from what we had to talk about, please go to the next episode, part two of the Rainbow Experience.